Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm so excited to be here today. And Today's show is one that I felt really inspired I needed to do. It's one something that I, I felt really inspired I needed to address. And let me tell you how this all came about. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the keys to unlocking your heart after heartbreak. We're going to be talking about how you can open up after you've had a loss in love to be able to love again. And this is how this all happened. Uh, just recently, in fact, last Thursday, I got married. It was my second marriage. Beautiful wedding. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But as part of our wedding, uh, we had the entire wedding party get a lantern. You know, those kind of lanterns where you light the candle and they go up into the sky. We're on this beautiful beach in the Dominican Republic. And we asked everybody to, as they release their lantern, think of, of one way. Well, actually, we weren't facilitating. The person facilitating said, Think of one way in which Allison and Gerald have inspired you. And so everybody lit the light under their lanterns, and we watched these lanterns float up into the sky. And one of the people that were attending the wedding came over, and he said, you know, what I've learned from you is that you can love again, that there's hope after heartbreak. And this was somebody who had been married. He'd been so much in love, and then it had ended in a devastating divorce. And for years, he said, I've been afraid to date. I've been afraid to open back up my heart. But I've learned from you that it's possible. And I want to learn more from you. How did you do that? How were you able to open up your heart after heartbreak? So that's what we're going to be talking about and discussing today. First of all, I just want to tell you a little bit more about my story. You know, some of you are familiar with it. But uh, about two years ago, uh, I got divorced. And it had been a marriage that was a 20-year-long marriage. And I remember as I was walking into the courthouse, and it was all I could do to keep myself together. It was all I could do to keep from crumbling on the sidewalk and just sobbing. Because when I knelt across the altar from my ex-husband 20 years ago, the last thing on my mind was divorce. We had had two decades, many of those years filled with beautiful memories. We had four beautiful children together. And when I married him, he was my best friend. And we had so many dreams and hopes for the future. And I remember uh, having these dreams of growing old together and riding these tandem bicycles and having our children and grandchildren come over to our house with each step I took towards that courthouse. I knew I was signing away that future. I knew that I was losing all that. My heart felt crushed. It had been broken. This man who I'd loved so dearly and had given my full heart to had broken my heart. And I had broken his. And that was scary. He had given me his heart. I'd broken his heart. And our relationship had been so toxic at the time. It was so full of hurt and so full of heartache that it got to the point where I was even questioning if I wanted to live anymore because I wanted it so badly to work out. And I remember in the midst of all this pain and all this heartache, you know, signing the divorce papers and thinking things like, am I ever going to love again? Would I ever be brave enough to give my heart to somebody else? Would anybody else even want to love me? Was there anybody else out there? Or had, was I sending away all my chances of love and hope for a future with somebody? And I had all these doubts in my mind. And then fast forward to last Thursday, just two years later, when Gerald and I were, <laughs> we had our wedding on this beautiful beach in the Dominican Republic. And we had some friends and family there all dressed in white. Just right before we got married, it actually started raining. There was this beautiful gazebo on the beach, and the speaker it was simple and beautiful. And we thought, oh, no, it's raining. And then the rain, it rained just lightly for about two minutes, and then the rain cleared up, and the most beautiful rainbow came out. 
be able to capture these magical pictures on the beach. And then it came time for the wedding. And there was this moment where I was standing at the top of the aisle, this aisle lined with our friends and family. And there, looking down the aisle at me was my king, my lover, this man that I loved so much and that loved me so much. And I just, my eyes welled up with tears and with each step that I took towards them, I had so much gratitude, gratitude for the moments we'd share together, gratitude for the moments we will share together, gratitude that I was able to open my heart up again, that I was able to learn to love. And it was so beautiful because as I got to the end of the aisle, and we said our vows, and we gave each other's big hug and kiss and started dancing. I was so happy and so much in love. I was more in love than I ever thought that I could be. So how did I learn to do that? How did I open my heart? Was it easy? There were times when it wasn't. I'll tell you one more moment. This moment just came to me last night. We went to visit some friends and told them about our wedding that weren't able to be there. And we drove by this field, and this field brought back instantly a memory. There was this pivotal point in my relationship with Gerald. We've been dating for a while and something happened and um, I was really scared and I, I was a little bit hurt. And I remember being in this field with Gerald coming to visit him after this moment of, of heartache during our dating relationship and having a choice, a choice to be more reserved, a choice to say, well, in our relationship, I'm going to set these boundaries or these rules. In our relationship, I'm going to make you pay or suffer for making this decision that caused me heartache. I'm going to decide that I'm not going to open up all of myself to you because you might hurt me. And I remember thinking all those things in my head and they were running through my head. How should I behave in this moment? How should I actually be closed? Should I be a little bit cold? Should I make him pay the price? And I just thought in that moment, no, if I'm going to choose to love again, it's going to be with all of my heart. If I'm going to choose to love again, I'm going to be all in. And these three keys came to my mind, and these are the keys that helped me be able to learn to love again. But before I share these with you, I want you to think about just in this moment, when have been the times that you've experienced heartache in your life? When have been the times that you've experienced heartache? And I just want you to to step into that moment for a minute. That moment like I had walking into the courthouse and I felt totally devastated. And I want you to step back into that moment to create awareness. Awareness of the pain that you took on at that moment. Awareness of the thought that were in your head. I was listening to something by Joe Dispenza today, and he said, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Knowledge of self is empowerment. Knowledge of self is empowerment. So I want you to step into that moment of just observing how you were feeling, the thoughts that were going through your head, the ways in which you were framing or deciding how you were going to act so you would never be hurt again. And I've heard from so many people that once they've been hurt, they make a decision, well, I'm not going to open my heart up again. I'm not going to choose to love again. I'm not going to ever put myself out there in a way that would allow somebody to hurt me. But here's another secret that uh, Gerald and I decided in our relationship, and this isn't one of the keys, but it's something that, was absolutely crucial to helping us step in that place of loving again. Right at the very beginning of our relationship, I remember Gerald saying, when I said something like, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to hurt you if I do that, he said, Allison, I want you to know that I'm releasing you from all responsibility of ever being able to hurt me. I'm the only one that can choose to be hurt. You cannot hurt me. And I can't hurt you. And there was this feeling of like, wow, that's so true. Let me say that again. I'm releasing you from responsibility, from any power 
you would have to be able to hurt me? What if you lived your life in a way that you released anybody else? You released them from being able to hurt you. And you decided that you had the power within you to decide whether to be hurt or not. You have the power to control your emotions and nobody else could. This is something that we call emotional sovereignty in our legendary programs. Emotional sovereignty is claiming your responsibility for your emotions. So thinking about that for let's go into these keys, these three keys to unlocking the heart after loss, three keys to unlocking the heart after hurt. And write these down. And um, as we're going throughout this program today, I just I want you to have a notebook and a pen. So if you need to go get one right now as you're listening, get your notebook, get your pen, because this is going to be an interactive experience. If you're listening to this show right now, there's a reason why you're listening to it. If you're still listening to the show at this moment, it's because you need to hear the things that I have to share with you. And these are universal truths. These are things that will be able to allow your heart to love more fully and allow you to step into a life of love and gratitude. And so we're going to make this an interactive experience. This is going to be an experience where you get to do some writing, where you get to do some journaling, where like Joe Dispenza said, knowledge is power, but Knowledge of self is empowerment. You're going to come to get your, to know yourself a little bit better so you can be empowered to create the life that you want. You can be empowered to create the love that you want in your life. So three keys to unlocking your heart after hurt. The first key is trust. Write that down. The first key is trust. And I remember being in this moment of thinking, how can I ever trust myself again? I've made this decision to marry this man, but I made decisions that led me down this road to a toxic relationship that's leading to a devastating divorce. I can't trust myself. So the first person that you need to trust The first entity that you need to trust is yourself. So learning to trust yourself. And right now in your notebook, the right key number one, trust, I want you to just get really honest with yourself. In what areas do you doubt yourself? In what areas of your life right now do you not trust yourself? And think about the self-talk in your head. Oh, I don't trust myself to choose somebody who would be a good match for me. I don't trust myself to be able to love again. I don't trust what areas in your life right now, what ways are you lacking trust in yourself? Think about your self-doubt. And I just want you to write down two or three of them. Where are you lacking trust in yourself? And here's why it's so important to trust yourself too. Trust and intuition go hand in hand. Write that down. Trust and intuition go hand in hand. So if you don't trust yourself when you get those moments or those thoughts, call this person or reach out to that person or go talk to that man over there or go on this date or whatever it is. If you don't have that trust in yourself, then you aren't going to trust your intuition. And maybe there's some of you right now who are already in a relationship But that love that you felt is dwindling, it's dying. Maybe you you don't trust yourself to be able to connect again with that person in the way that you once connected with them. Become really aware right now. What areas do you not trust yourself? And know that awareness is the first step. Because once you can identify these areas where you're feeling these doubts, then you can start to build that trust with yourself. How do you build trust with yourself? How do you build trust with yourself? You just simply start by opening up your heart to possibilities and opening up your mind. And one way that you can do this that's so powerful is through affirmations. 
also another pivotal moment as I was healing from this devastating divorce. And as Gerald and I were first dating, we went to an event called Date with Destiny with Tony Robbins. And I realized that that I was lacking this trust in myself at that event. And Tony had us think about the areas in our life that were that we wanted to build or to increase. And so I knew that trust was one area of my life that I wanted to increase. And so I simply started taking on the affirmation or the mantra, I am trust. And every day, still to this day, once a day, when I go on a walk, I simply say, I am trust. And it's, I am trust, I am love, I am joy. I am trust, I am love, I am joy. And, and here's what happens. And this is another thing that Joe Dispenza said. Do you let your thoughts, do you let your thoughts, what you're thinking, either those doubts, good or bad, right? Does your thinking create your environment or does your environment create your thinking? Does your thinking create your environment or does your environment create your thinking? And when my thinking was full of doubts, it created an environment where I was attracting things to be doubtful of. But when I changed my thought and simply said, I am trust, I am trust, I am trust, and started embodying that, then I moved forward and I started to attract things and look for things in in my environment that I could trust and in ways that I was trustworthy, that I could trust myself. So write that down. When we come back, when we come back from commercial break, we're going to talk about a few more elements to be able to trust yourself, which is the first key to unlocking your heart after hurt. And then we're going to go into two other keys to be able to do this. So during this break, go ahead and ponder. Think about, get honest with yourself. Where are the areas in your life where you are doubting or not trusting yourself? And just write those down. And then write down a mantra like, I am trust, or I can trust in love, or I am trusting that you can say to yourself every day. And we'll be right back. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guaranteed, it will be the best hour of your week. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. And today I'm so thankful that I have the opportunity to do this show. I'm thankful for my Voice America team thankful that I could be sharing these things with you that have changed my life and allowed me to open up my heart after hurt. If you're just joining us, I shared a little bit on the first segment about how devastating my divorce was two years ago and how wonderful it was last week to get to marry the love of my life and the steps in between that I had to go through to be able to heal my heart from hurt, to be able to open it up again. So I'm sharing the three keys to unlocking your heart after hurt. And the first key that we talked about was trust. And the first element of trust is being able to trust yourself. So hopefully 
on break, you were able to just really step back and to acknowledge the areas of your life in which you're feeling doubt, to look at the areas of life in which you're not trusting yourself. And you just took a moment to write down an affirmation. A great one if you're struggling with an affirmation to say is just, I am trust. I am trust. And the other element of trust is learning to trust others again, (laughs) learning to trust others. If you've given your heart to somebody and it's been broken and it feels hard, it feels hard to trust again. And I remember at this date with destiny that I spoke about with Tony Robbins, when I realized that I was struggling to trust myself, the other realization I have was I was struggling to trust Gerald. And I remember uh, every time he would smile at a woman or every time he would, you know, give someone a hug, I would have this little tinge of jealousy and this little thought of like, what if he thinks that she's better? What if he actually wants her? What if he, you know, and all these what ifs started happening. And meanwhile, Gerald was telling me, Allison, I love you. You're the one for me. I don't have interest in dating anybody else. But yet in these moments, I would have this jealousy. And think about this, because jealousy stems from a lack of trust. Let me say that again. Jealousy stems from a lack of trust. You feel like you can't trust the person you're with, then you'll feel that jealousy. And so at this day with Destiny, I also realized that if I didn't learn to trust Gerald, if I didn't open up my heart to the possibility that he was actually telling me the truth, that he just wanted me and just wanted to date me and just wanted to love me, that I wasn't going to be able to move forward with a healthy relationship because one of two things would happen. Either one, I would have this doubt all the time in him, or number two, it would be a self-fulfilled prophecy. Something would happen. I'd be like, see, I knew it. Couldn't trust him. And what I had to realize in that moment was that Gerald's stuff was Gerald's stuff. And I got to choose to be the one who either trusted him or didn't trust him. And he'd given me no reason not to trust him. So I stepped into that. Now, some of you may be in a relationship with somebody that has given you a reason not to trust them, but they're wanting things to work out. And in that case, it's your decision. It's your decision whether you want to trust them again or not. And remember this idea of emotional sovereignty right? They don't have power to hurt you. You get to decide who you open your heart up to. You get to decide if you want to choose to trust them again or not. But don't stay in a relationship with somebody who you're choosing not to trust. Don't stay in a relationship with somebody who you're choosing not to trust. Do yourself a favor and move on. So trust yourself and trust other people. Now, the third component, third component of trust is to trust the universe. Trust the universe. Trust that everything is working out in your favor. Trust that everything is working out for your good. And if you can have that perspective, if you can have that trust in the universe, then nothing that happens is ever bad. Let me say that again. If you can trust in the universe, then nothing that happens is ever bad. It's just a lesson to learn. And that brings me to my second key. So first key again to unlocking your heart after the heartbreak and hurt is to trust. Trust yourself, trust others, and trust the universe. And a great affirmation for all three of these is I am trust. I am trust. And just going on a mantra walk every single day as I walk around the park by my house. I walk and I just say, I am trust. I am love. I am joy. I am trust. I am love. I am joy. You can add a couple others in there if you want. Think about it. What are the emotions that you're wanting to embody and wanting to embrace? And as I started to incorporate this mantra walk, as I started to trust myself and trust Gerald and trust that the universe, that everything was working out to my favor, my heart was able to open up to all possibilities. And as I reclaimed my ability, my power 
as I took away anybody else's power to hurt me and claimed my emotional sovereignty, was able to open up and knew that my heart would be okay no matter what happened. Second key, second key to unlocking your heart after heartbreak is to have an emotional reframe. Write that down. Second key is an emotional reframe. An emotional reframe. So what do I mean by an emotional reframe? Well, think about this. Think about this. Does your, or let me, let me say this quote by Joe Dispenza. This sums it up well. Are you being defined by your vision of the future or memories of the past? Are you being defined by your vision of the future or your memories of the past? You might want to write that down. That's a a Dr. Joe Dispenza quote. And this, when we have hurt or when we have heartbreak, sometimes we think about all the things that went wrong. We think about all the ways in which we were hurt, and we approach a situation that way. So let me tell you a story. (laughs) This is about two women. So one woman, she had this beautiful life. She was married to this man. Everything seemed to be going well in her life. She had three beautiful children, and she was in her mid-30s. And one day, her husband came home from work, and he said, Honey, I'm moving out. I'm leaving I'm moving to Buenos Aires with my secretary, and I'm, I'm done. I hear the divorce papers. She was totally blindsided. Here she was, had this man that she loved. She was building this life. She had these three beautiful children, and all of a sudden, her heart was crushed. She was devastated, and she was angry, and she was sad, and she was bitter about this, this fact that this man who she'd given her heart to, she built this life would, would just up and leave her. And she had her three children and she found herself as a single mother. And one day, about a year after he left, she realized that she didn't want to live this way anymore. She'd gotten a job. She was working full time. She was making ends meet. She was trying to take care of her kids. Every time something wouldn't go right, she would blame it on him. Well, my husband, my ex-husband left me. This was so horrible. I can't believe he did this. She blamed all the kids' problem on him. And then one day she realized she didn't want to do that anymore. She realized that she was in a good place, that she was really blessed, that she had her children, that she had this job, that she was actually better off without him. And she started to open up her heart to the possibility of love. She started to smile again. She started to laugh. She started to experience joy. And a couple years after that, she met a wonderful man and ended up getting married to him. And he was so much more than she could have ever asked for. And he was such a better companion than her first husband. And 20 years later, she bumped into an old friend that she had known around the time of her divorce. And the friend said, oh, how are you doing? And she said, so wonderful. And she said, oh, I'm so glad because I remember, you know, 20 years ago, how hard that must have been for you and how devastating it must have been for your husband to leave you. And she said, it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. It was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Now, let me tell you a story of another lady, another woman, a very similar situation. She had four young children, she was married. She thought she was living the life. One day her husband came home and he said, honey, I'm leaving you. Here are the divorce papers. Moving to Spain with my my uh, business partner and uh, I, I this is over. We I'm done. We aren't going to be married anymore. And as she got those divorce papers, she was so bitter and so angry. How could he do this to her? She went on to find a job and she struggled to make ends meet. And every time one of her kids made a poor choice and every time something went wrong, she said, oh, if only he hadn't left me, if only he hadn't divorced me, can't believe he did this to me. And at night she would think about uh, these horrible thoughts about him, hoping that he was having a, a horrible time and hoping that he was paying the price for this. And she became a very bitter woman. And she never went through the process to reframe or to heal her heart. And 
she never opened up herself to other possibilities. And she tried dating for a little bit, but every time she would go out on a date, she would find a characteristic in this man that reminded her of her ex-husband. She would just get angry and she couldn't date him anymore. And 20 years later, she ran into a friend. And this friend said, oh, wow, I can't believe, you know, what happened 20 years ago to you. And she said, I know, I can't believe it either. I can't believe that bastard would leave me. And it caused me this life of pain, horrible. And she was very bitter. Her kids didn't want to come see her because she had carried this bitterness about her. And she was always complaining. Now, what's the difference in the story between these two women? It's simply that one woman took time to step back and to reframe the situation, to have an emotional reframe. And here's some keys to having an emotional reframe. Emotional reframe is simply choosing to see the good. An emotional reframe is choosing to view things from a different viewpoint. So here's some ways that you can have an emotional reframe. Is you can look at the good times. Think about the good times that you had with somebody that you've loved in the past. Think about the good times. And in fact, just take a moment right now, write down number two, write emotional reframe. And I just want you to write down just a word or two or maybe a sentence that reminds you of a really great memory you've had with a person in the past who you're no longer with, who maybe you had some heartache around that relationship. And for me, it's really easy. I had this 20-year marriage, and 17 years of this 20-year marriage were wonderful and marvelous and great. Then the last three years were kind of toxic. And what ends up happening so often is we focus on those toxic things. We focus on the things that went wrong. We focus on all the hurt and the heartbreak and how hard it was. And then that's all that we can think about going and moving forward into those new areas of life. And for me, I had to to step back and look and say, wow, I can either focus on all the times that he hurt me or that I hurt him or that, you know, we had these interchanges that caused pain. Or I can think about all the good memories. And as I think back on this beautiful 20-year marriage, I remember, you know, as each of our children were born and he was by my bedside. I remember going on this vacation to Hawaii. I remember being students at school and supporting him through school. I remember these beautiful memories of living in this house in this suburban town in Idaho that had everything that I could dream of to raise my kids. I remember the times that he would come home and the dates that we would have and and these moments in which he just loved and cherished me. And even as I talk about them now, feeling emotion of gratitude and of love well up inside of me. Because I'm so thankful for those times. And I'm so thankful for those moments. And I'm so thankful for that man. Because without him, I wouldn't have had those moments. I wouldn't have had these beautiful children or this white picket fence life in this small town in Idaho. And I'm so grateful for that. And suddenly, instead of pain, I'm experiencing gratitude. Suddenly, instead of hurt and heartbreak, I'm experiencing heartwarming memories and experiences. So take a moment. And every time you start to think of a painful thought associated with that relationship, immediately replace it with a moment of happiness the good time. And so that when you can look back on that relationship, instead of thinking about hurt and heartbreak, you can think about love and joy and gratitude. Cheryl's been such a great example of this to me. He never has spoken one word about his children's mom's ex-wife that I've ever heard that was really negative or harmful. It was just all full of love and gratitude for her and the times they had together and the memories that they created. So think about emotionally reframing that, looking at the good times. The other thing emotional reframe that's so powerful is to ask myself, what was my soul contract with this person? What was my soul contract with this person? 
those of you who don't know what sole contracts are, haven't heard of that term before, a sole contract, it's my belief and many other people's belief that we come into each other's lives for a reason. We have these, these energetic or these spiritual contracts that we're teachers for one another. And so think about what was that person's sole contract with you? What was your sole contract with them? Think about the sole contract my ex-husband had with me to teach me all these amazing things to help me learn how to be responsible and how to work hard and how to be reliable. He's so reliable. Even through the heartache and pain, I think about the sole contract that he had with me to be that person that would be so stable during those times or the sole contract he has with my kids and me now to be able to provide for them in this beautiful and stable way. Think about what is your sole contract with this person. And as we go to commercial break now, just want you to do some journaling about that. What is your sole contract with this person who had heartache? In what ways were they your teacher or were you their teacher? And reframing things to look at things from a sole contract view. So go ahead and do that writing exercise now. And in a moment, we'll be back with the third key to helping and opening your heart after hurt. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America in Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Spotlight, if you're just joining us, today's show is all about the three keys to unlocking your heart after heartbreak, after hurt, being able to love again and What a beautiful show that we've had so far already. Uh, We've talked about the first key, being able to trust, trusting yourself, trusting other people, and also trusting the universe, trusting that everything is working out for your good and conspiring for your good. The second key that we've talked about is this emotional reframe, how to remember the good times instead of the bad times, to step into the emotion of that love and that happiness and that gratitude for that person rather than to remember the emotions of hurt and heartbreak. And then also to think about things as in terms of soul contracts, right? What was your soul contract with that person? Why were they in your life? In what ways were they a teacher to you? And in what ways were, or can you be a teacher to them? So looking at that person as a teacher. And the third key to unlocking your heart after hurt and after heartbreak is to love yourself. And Job's brother, he's so amazing, Dr. Clint Rogers, 
and uh, recently published the book, Ancient Secrets of a Master Healer, after following around this master healer all over the world and seeing many people heal on a physical but also an emotional level. And I've seen him, I've watched him at our events just recently. We're in the Dominican Republic. We had a spiritual adventure retreat there just before we got married. There was a lady that came and she got there and her back was totally seized up and she could barely even walk. And Clint did this marble point process with her and did, uh, it took about five or 10 minutes. And by the time he was done, she could knuckle the ground with her fingers. It's incredible. I've seen him do this over and over again. And after he does this, people get so excited that they want to jump up and down. They want to run all around. At our last legendary event here in Salt Lake City, we had someone come who had been a performer in Cirque du Soleil in the Michael Jackson One Show, and he had actually fallen and just had this accident, hurt his back, and he couldn't even sit down on the toilet without having pain. He couldn't sneeze without being out for an hour due to the pain that he would feel. And Clint did a couple of marble points on him, five to ten minute process. He was bending over, touching the ground with his hands. He wanted to jump up and down. His girlfriend was crying. And he started just moving his body in all these ways that he hadn't to for years. And and I was standing right by him and Clint came up and whispered in his ear and he said, he said, Treat yourself like a baby. You're you're just healing right now. And you will get hurt again. You'll re-injure yourself if you don't treat yourself like a baby. And again, he said to this woman who I watched him do these marble points, and she had this incredible healing. We're in the Dominican Republic, and he said to her, you need to treat yourself like you're a baby. And this is true in love, too. After we've had this hurt, after we've had something devastating, we need to treat ourselves with love. Treat yourself like a baby. Give yourself the time to heal. Give yourself the space to cry. Listen to your body. If you think about a baby, a baby is totally reliant on a caregiver, on somebody that can love them enough to feed them and to nurture them and to care for them and to watch for what they need and then give them or fulfill those needs. And after we've had major heartbreak or if you're still dealing with heartbreak, I want you just to think about right now, what is it that your body needs? So write down number three, love yourself. And I want you just to close your eyes for a moment after you write down love yourself. Just put your hands on your heart and take a deep breath in. And just ask this question in your mind. What does my, what do I need right now to help my heart heal? What do I need right now to help my heart heal? Just listen for a moment as you breathe in and out with your hands on your heart. And you'll know what it is you need. Maybe you need a nap today. Maybe you need a vacation. Maybe you need to connect with people to love you. Maybe you need to go outside and go on a walk or go on a run. But write down whatever that need was that came to your mind and write that down. And then love yourself enough to listen to that need. Love yourself enough to take care of that need. And every single day, as you're healing from heartache and even after you heal, just take two minutes to put your hands on your heart and ask what it is you need today. And then listen to that. Treat yourself like a baby. Take care of yourself. Nurture yourself. So often what happens after heartbreak is we get into the space of beating ourselves up. Well, wow, what did I do wrong? Why didn't this work out? Oh, maybe I'm making bad choices. Oh. And we start to beat ourselves up. Could you imagine taking a small baby or a child and telling them all the ways that they've been wrong, all the things that they're doing bad? Unfortunately, some people have had childhoods like like that creates this devastation. It creates a space for harboring more hurt instead of healing. So just take a moment and listen to what you need. I remember there was a time when Gerald and I were dating, but um, we weren't engaged. We weren't committed. I lived in Utah. He lived, or sorry, he lived in Utah. I lived in Arizona. And it was right around Christmas time. This was last Christmas. 
And it was my first Christmas since the divorce. And I left almost everything behind. None of the Christmas decorations. My kids were at my ex-husband's house. And it was almost Christmas. And I was living in this rental house, which was the smallest house that I lived in, you know, in decades. And it was, I was so thankful for this house, but it wasn't my favorite. And, and I came home one night and Gerald was doing something. He wasn't available. My kids weren't available. And it was almost Christmas time and I wanted to decorate for them, but I had no decorations. And all I could think about was the fact that I had no decorations, the fact that I was all alone the fact that nothing was going right. And I sat down on the stairs. I just wanted to cry. And Gerald called and he said, Hey, you know, I, I'm not available tonight. Just checking in on you. And I told him, I said, I'm feeling so sad, feeling so alone right now. And he said, well, why don't you take yourself on a date? I said, oh, okay, whatever. You know, kind of hung up. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for that, you know, suggestion. Maybe I'll do it. I wasn't really taking it seriously, but then I started thinking, what if I were to take myself on a date? So I decided I would. I decided I would take myself on a date to go shopping for Christmas decorations. And as I was at the store, I realized that I was an amazing person to go on a date with to shop for Christmas decorations because my date liked all the things I liked. And I didn't have to rush and I took some time and I found these beautiful Christmas decorations that I just loved and I remember buying them and thinking, gosh, I don't even have to check with anybody if they like these colors and these decorations. I, my date likes them because I am my date. And after I bought these Christmas decorations, I was feeling a little more cheerful. And so I decided to stop by the drive through at Neater's, which was my favorite restaurant. I thought, oh, I'm really craving a grilled cheese sandwich and some hot chocolate, some soup. So I went through the Neater's drive through and as I was at the drive through I saw this car pulling behind me, and I thought, oh, I'm going to pay for that car, too. And, and spread some Christmas cheer. So I ordered my favorite meal. And as it was at the window, I said, hey, here's my card. I want to pay for me and the person behind me. And the lady said, oh, that's so kind. You're, that's such a nice thing to do. And I thought, oh, I love my date. My date is so kind. They would pay for the people behind me. And I was feeling even more cheerful. And I went home and I thought, wow, what do I want to do now for my date? And so I turned on a Hallmark Christmas movie. I love Hallmark Christmas movies. And I ate my grilled cheese and drank my hot chocolate. And then I took my time putting up some Christmas decorations. And by the end of the evening, I was so happy and so full of joy. It was one of the best dates I'd ever been on in my life. And it was my date with myself. So love yourself. If you're feeling sad, if you're in that situation where you're like, oh, I wish I could go out tonight, go out. Take yourself out. Love yourself. Listen to what you need. And just do yourself a favor. Again, if you're listening to this show, if you're listening right now, there's a reason. If you are listening to me, encourage you to listen to your needs, listen, and then take action on them. Faith without works is dead. (laughs) Do something for yourself today to just love yourself. This will be near the end of our show. I just want to... Take a moment to celebrate you (laughs) and to inspire you to celebrate yourself. So just close your eyes right now, and I want you to put your hands on your heart. I'm just breathing in and out. I want you to listen to these words that I'm here to tell you. You are loved. You are so, so worthy of love. You are love. Trust. Trust yourself. Trust that the decisions that you have made have led you right to where you are, and this is the perfect place for you. Trust that there are people out there that love you, that are waiting to love you. And trust that everything in the universe is conspiring for your good. That the universe is set up to give you all the love and abundance that you can imagine and even more. Have gratitude. Gratitude for all the magic moments you've been able to create with the people you've loved in the past. 
allow that gratitude to flood your mind and your body right now. Gratitude for the people you've called in for the soul contracts that you've had with other human beings on the planet. Gratitude for the teachers you've had in your life, for the lessons that you've learned, and gratitude for the ability that you've been able to be a teacher in somebody else's life. And as your hands are in your heart now, just allowing love to flow through your hands to your heart. I'm imagining right now that my love, not even my love, the universe's love is flowing through me to you right now. And feel that flowing through your hands. Feel a beautiful golden light beginning to penetrate your heart and spread throughout your body. Feel that light completely encompass your body right now. And feeling that light of that love radiate out to fill the entire room that you're in. To fill the entire house or structure that you're in right now. Allowing that love and that light to radiate out to fill your entire town. Thinking of the people in your town. And someone that could feel a little bit of love from you right now. And allowing that light to spread then to your state and to the entire world. Until you're imagining someone on the other side of the world feeling just a little bit of love from you. Knowing that you are love and you are light. Taking a last deep breath in and then exhaling. My encouragement for you today, again, is to take what you've learned, to act on these steps. And if you're desiring, the last thing I'll leave you with is I remember this. My mom always told me growing up, if you're feeling sad, serve. If your heart's feeling closed, find somebody to love. And if you want to increase that love, if you want to serve more, then I would invite you to participate in our Global Healers Summit coming up. That's www.globalhealerssummit.com. And 12-12-2020, we're having a day of global meditation led by master healers. Tickets are $44, and that $44 goes to help the orphanage in Nepal that we went and visited at the beginning of the year, helping those orphans raise money for a new building. So check out globalhealersubit.com, and remember, you are loved. Until next week, I'm Allison H. Larson, and you've been listening to Spotlight. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.